joy is exultant gladness, exuberant peace. It's, it's, it's a state of being that literally lifts us and transcends the experience of the world because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we've been looking at. And, and we're looking at here this morning the peace of God and how we receive that peace. Now, just by way of review, last week we were looking at being in the Lord, that very important reality that each one of us has to experience to be in Christ. If you have not accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ, then the Bible says that you are still dead in your sins, separated from the life of God in Christ. But once we accept Christ, once we, through faith, believe the gospel, the Bible says that God takes us, though we were dead in our sin and trespasses, Ephesians 2.4, he raises us up and breathes into us new life, and we become new creatures. All of the old things have passed away. We have an entirely new experience. And because we are in Christ, we can stand firm. We can have the same mind as the Lord. And ultimately, we can rejoice in him. And it says in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Not just occasionally, not just when things are good, but Paul says, because of our situation, because of our uh, status in Christ, that we can always rejoice. Regardless of what our horizontal situation may be like, when we look up and we focus our eyes upon Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, seated at the right hand of God, absolutely, incessantly interceding on our behalf with the Father, that we can rejoice always. And Paul emphasizes, he says, I will say it again, rejoice. So taking that approach towards life, again, that does not have horizontal focus as its primary aim, but ultimately has that focus upon heaven. Because he says in chapter 3, verse 20, our citizenship is in heaven. Now the Philippians would have understood that because the Philippians lived in a community that was a Roman colony. And so they were able to, as a Roman colony, experience all of the benefits and privileges being Roman citizens. But Paul says, better than being a citizen of Rome, we are citizens of heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So we look forward to the return of the Lord, the resurrection from the dead, the transformation of these bodies from corruptible to incorruptible, from mortal to immortal. That's what happens when Jesus returns. And notice there in verse 21, he says, he has everything under his control. That's the same thing that he said to the disciples in Matthew 28. He said, all authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Not most. But all authority. So there's no situation for us when we are in Christ that we cannot overcome in him. That's 
pretty assuring. That is comforting to me to know that Christ has all authority and I am in Christ. And I possess in Christ every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I mean, the promises of the New Testament are so astounding. Sometimes we, if we really were to sift through them and begin to think about them, ponder them, meditate upon them, we would realize what an incredible status we have as children of God, brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm saying all this to preface the peace of God. Because first, you must have peace with God. If you don't have peace with God, you cannot experience the peace of God. The Bible says that if you're not a Christian, you are at enmity or at war with God. But God has offered terms of peace in the gospel of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, as the kids sang about, fulfilled the law. And when we believe in him, his righteousness is transferred to us, and no longer are we at war with God, but we are at peace with God. So we can then experience the peace of God. He says in verse 5, Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Gentleness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, long-suffering. One of the fruits of the Spirit. And Paul says, let that spiritual reality, the Holy Spirit within you, that changed character that you possess as a son or a daughter of God, let that be known to everyone. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life and direct your life. Understand that the Lord is near. Now, this is not just talking in, in the respect of the Lord being near to us psychologically or emotionally, though he certainly is. But it's talking about the very real truth that he lives within us. That everywhere you go, everywhere I go, Jesus Christ is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. So the Lord is near. Let that understanding fill your life. Go confidently, boldly, because the Lord is near. Let that reflect your thinking. Practice, as the little booklet says, the presence of God. How many of you have a morning devotional time? Awesome. That is so cool. That is so cool because when you start your morning fixed upon the reality that God is with you, and that he loves you. And that he gave his very own son for you. There's really nothing that you're going to face throughout the day that can get you out of control. So starting off your day with a devotional time. A time where you get into his word. Where you pray and connect with him. Where you just spend some time letting him know how much you love him. Everything for your day will change. And those of you who raise your hands know that. So Paul says, walk in confidence. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. In fact, he is within you. Do not be anxious 
about anything. Now, in the Greek, that actually says, be anxious for nothing. And the term nothing there in the Greek is, is emphatic. It means nothing, nada, absolutely zero. So there's nothing, absolutely nothing that you should be anxious about according to this scripture. Now, that's easy to read and easy to say, but sometimes it's challenging, isn't it? What makes you anxious? What in your life creates anxiety for you? I'll just list off a few of the basics that create anxiety for all of us. I'm not on Facebook, but I have friends who are, and I understand that the, the culture on Facebook is very anxiety-provoking sometimes. In fact, after the election and inauguration of our new president, I understand that it really is widely divided and that there are people on the right who send out vitriolic messages and people on the left who do the same kind of thing. And that in that messaging, you can sense, you can experience, you can feel anxiety because of the political landscapes. What about finances? It always seems there is one more challenge, one more bill for us to be concerned about, to wonder if we are going to be able to make ends meet. So finances is something that causes people a great deal of anxiety. Relationships. I used to think that once my kids became adults, that my anxieties as a parent would diminish. <laughs> That's not how it works. For those of you who have young children, don't expect that when they leave the, the nest that that changes. We still worry. We still are concerned. So there's all kinds of things that make us anxious. And I think the, the reality of this verse is not that we are never anxious. Because if that were the case, we, we might as well all give it up, right? Because we are all <coughs> experiencing at different times for different reasons anxiety. But the point of this passage, as we go through it, is that that's not where you're supposed to stay. When you have an experience of anxiety over your child, whether young or old, when you experience Anxiety over whether or not you are going to be able to make ends meet financially. When you look at the political landscape and wonder what is going to become of the nation in which I live, then in that situation, Paul says, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests. God. So there's a very simple prescription here of what you do when you begin to experience anxiety. He says, through prayer. Now, prayer is simply communication with God. Prayer is relationship with God. It's a two-way street. Now, many of us experience prayer this way. Oh, Lord, 
nothing wrong with that. In fact, it says that we are absolutely to do that. The very next phrase, present your requests to God, your supplications, some of your versions will say. Supplications are specific requests for God to take action and to meet your need, which he is most glad to do. But prayer, the initiation of that conversation is really a two-way street. Can you spend time in simple silence before God? I hope you have. Just <coughs> allowing all of the noise to settle and to be still and to know that He's God, that He holds you Because sometimes, when we, especially when we stay in that condition or that state of anxiety, our eyes are not on him, but they're on our situation that's creating the anxiety. And again, as the kids saying this morning, we are not to make graven images. Now, a lot of us don't have little idols sitting in our houses that we create a shrine for and that we bow down to. focus on our circumstances instead, and the anxiety increases, and we begin to wonder what is going to become of us. Prayer, relationship with God, understanding who He is, that He loves us. that we're all in, you and me, all of us together as Christians in this world. Romans 8, 28 through 32. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So God is at work in our lives for good. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Again, in the past tense. So God has begun a work in you, and it says that he will be faithful to complete it. So every day when we arise, God is with us. Every day when we step out of our home, God is with us. Every day when those challenges confront us, God is with us. And, and again, remember, where is Jesus? He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. What does he possess? All power, both in heaven and on earth. Where are we seated? We are seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. What do we possess? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! He's glorified us in the Son. And so what shall we say in response to these things, Paul writes? If God is for us, then who can be against us? Now, do you think in those terms, do you arise each day with the mindset that God is for you? 
He says, if he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, along with giving us his son, graciously give us all things? So what's your need today? What is creating anxiety for you today? Lift it up to him. He will give you exactly what you need. In fact, he has exhorted us, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. He's got big shoulders, church. There's no circumstance that is too difficult for him, too challenging for him. So cast your cares upon him. Come before his throne of grace and bow down and make your requests known to him. And he will, the Bible promises, give you help in your time of need. Now this is the God created the heavens and the earth, everything that we can see and everything that we cannot see by his spoken word, by the expression of his will. He is the one who is for you. He is the one that has given his own son for you. I'm emphasizing this because I want you to understand when you begin to experience anxiety, when that circumstance or situation comes into your life that creates uncertainty and unsteadiness, At the same time, 
Peter was taken into custody and was in prison preparing him for execution. And supernaturally, God delivered Peter through an angel that came into his cell, walked him through the four gates that held him there out into the open square. Now, I want to ask you, did God love Peter more than he loved James? Absolutely not. Who is to say who experienced the greater deliverance? Peter or James? When James' head was severed from his body, his soul there's a lot of stuff that goes on 
excellent or praiseworthy, think about or literally meditate upon such things. And then whatever you have learned and received or heard from me and seen in me, put this into practice and the peace of God will be with you. Or literally, you will have that continuous status of you will eat or drink, or your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, nor reap, or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Why do you worry about See how the flowers of the fields grow. They don't labor or spin, and yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you have need of them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow is going to worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble in itself. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have given to us in Christ Jesus a peace that surpasses all understanding, and that we have wonderful avenue of prayer to come before you whenever the life we lead is experienced turbulence, experiencing turbulence and uncertainty. And we can trust that we will receive from your throne of grace everything that we have in the You gave us your son. You will certainly give us everything else that we need. In his name we pray. Amen. Alright, let's see. And now we're going to conclude with that whole hymn
gather around in a circle today. We haven't done this for a while. We're 